Welcome to the Cindy Gents Podcast. With me, I have Craig Mack. King Jay and this is your host Santiago. And you know, I just want to start off by asking how you fellas doing today. I'm doing all right, man. I'm uh I'm actually uh enjoying things these days. The sun is out, we're grilling. I don't gotta go back to work tomorrow. I'm not doing too bad. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. What about you, King Jane Vaughn? How's everything going? Hey, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm living the dream, man. I know it's like odd that we're living in like COVID times, but I feel like I'm I'm trying to enjoy every moment of it, uh, take it day by day, and find the uh, small things that matter. So uh, far. Okay, living the dream. Are you uh you part of a, a pyramid scheme? You trying to sell us something? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just might be. You may you may hear me throwing. <laughs> no, something. that's how they always started. You know, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm living the dream. Let me tell you about this product, and then they try to rope you in there. Yeah, I'm acquiring some new people to join my team, and they. <laughs> exactly and it's like working from home has been no hasn't been better since COVID-19 I've made so much money right it's just crazy taking service what about you how are you sir <laughs> so formal uh I'm good man I'm I'm doing well you know you know this being Memorial Day and I won't be you know too morbid about it but you know it reminds me of some of my friends who are no longer with us um you know from you know my military life but other than that, I'm doing good. It's been a it's been a good couple of days. Yeah, and I guess we should, probably should take the time to salute all our servicemen and thank them for their service, uh, except Pat because we don't care. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the rest of y'all that love and thank you guys for your sacrifices. I really greatly appreciate it, um, Pat. I don't even know if the viewers know that about you. Do they? Yeah, it's a yeah. So for the viewers, I was served in the army for a total of eight years. I did uh, four years of active, four years of uh, reserves. And, you know, it it was an interesting experience in a lot of ways from growth from physically to mentally. So, you know, I'm very appreciative of it. I really enjoyed my time in the military, but also, you know, learned some things and grew in some different areas um, from it. And, you know, one of the things you learn with uh, the military is like they are heavy on integrity loyalty and uh, morality and you know fellas i just want to kind of ask you know between the two generations ours and the previous ones how do you believe morality has shifted in your has shifted or do you believe um people have the same morality code that they that they had in the previous generation Mm. yeah cool um i would say it's definitely shift pretty dramatically um now, with the way I, a lot of, well, a lot of them are sculpted by religion. And so if, if that's where you're getting all of it, then of course they're going to be pretty similar in most respects. And, okay. Uh, I think, well, statistically across the nation, like church attendance has gone down for everywhere. And especially with, uh, with our t- target demographic, you know, being, you know, millennials in, uh, what, Gen Xers? Yeah. yeah. So, um, a lot of them are attending church less. And it's because like we have so much access to information now. You don't have to like like leave things uh to I hate to say it, but like yeah, you don't hate to leave things to chance or like like pray and wait. Like you can just like you can get the information. You don't have to like hold out and wait so much. Uh, I know it's kinda broad, but either way, you, I just think that people are trusting themselves more and they don't they're not looking for their um their purpose in life. They're kind of making their own purpose, finding what makes them happy and then uh, going and chasing it without being held back by, oh, like, that's not in the word. That's not okay. Or, or, or you're, we didn't do it that way. No, people aren't doing things just because their parents did it that way. Okay. And I just want to, you know, make a quick correction. I kind of led you astray there. So, yeah, we we're definitely don't mind if uh, Gen Xers uh, take a listen to it, but it, it's actually Gen Y. I think that's what you were looking for. Thank you. But, I don't. I, uh, yeah. Oh, that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gen Wise is uh, just uh, their pre- their generation just behind us, so they're like you know in their early twenties. Um, but that's that's my bad. I kind of led you astray on that one. So um, no, no. But what about uh, what about you, King Javon? What is your perspective on that? My perspective is that there are some uh, differences. I know dictionary. The dictionary says that 
morals definition of it is the standard of behaviors or beliefs concern uh, what's not acceptable or what's acceptable. And I feel that now uh, more than often our parents or even our grandparents, the way that their conduct of behavior is somewhat different. I wouldn't say that it's hugely different because if you really think about it, some of our own belief systems uh, or behaviors are sometimes molded by our parents, but like Craig was saying, like it is uh, the country, quote unquote, was um, built off like moral belief systems of like religion and things like that. So I think that we have a more of an open mind than our parents did mm -hmm. before because they were mm -hmm. growing up in a, yeah. a time without technology. They were growing in a time without um, some of the advances that we have. So the way that we use, uh, we navigate our world, I would say, is totally different than the way our parents. Exactly. Definitely, definitely agree. My uh, perspectives um, kind of align, you know, similar in, in some aspects to you gentlemen. I do think there is uh, a shift for sure. And I think uh, the biggest shift I've noticed um, that has affected, you know, even millennials when it comes to religion or when it comes to the relationship with their parents at times would be when our parents were growing up, uh, the gen, you know, Xers, their generation was just taught to essentially be seen and not heard. Don't question what I do. Um, I, I did said to do this, so you just do that. In our generation with, you know, having the advantages of having access to technology, and I don't even like saying it this way, but questioning things more, we're more, we, we got more curious with us. And, um, the previous generation labels that as disrespect mm. uh, when uh, when it when it's it, when that's usually not the case. It's just us trying to understand and us not being able to seek that understanding from, you know, the previous generations, our uncles, our aunties, our, our parents, whoever we felt like we couldn't go to. We sought that that um, that direction and, you know, those those that knowledge for ourselves. And that's where I feel like the morality um, has shifted because people see us as disres more disrespectful when in light. I don't think that's true for all of us. I just think we seek differently and we question things because we want to understand um, that our beliefs are our own. We don't want somebody to tell us how to do something. If we decide to go to church or decide to do this, it's on our own will, or we decide to not to and to, to follow whatever path we decide or what we chose is because we made that decision on our own. Exactly. I, I think that's uh, that's pretty spot on. So with that, uh, I think, uh, uh, King Javon, you said this, what would be the, in, in your opinion, I know I kind of touched on it, but you may have a different perspective. What would be your opinion on the most dramatic shift you've seen between the both generations? Um, it could be personal experience that you have or just things that you've seen. Some of the things that I've seen from my own uh, like parents is when I talk about like that, uh, the curiosity that we have is totally different. Like, I don't necessarily believe in like working a, a like a mm -hmm. nine to five, like the mm -hmm. rest of my life yeah. or even growing up in that. So the societal views of like people in my generation, we don't grow up in a societal views that are like, we have to like, I don't want to say like obey another human being, but kind of like we 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 want to be free. We want to be able to get up and like leave when we want. We want to be able to be like, look, I don't have to work a job the rest of my life. I want to be able to retire at a younger age or travel. Those are things that I know that are a big difference between like my parents um, and me not saying that my mom is or my pops is. Uh, views are like they only right. have to work because I would say like my pops like conversation we had like a couple weeks ago he shared like you need to really start investing in mm -hmm. some more stuff and uh, but that I think that if he if our generation wouldn't have came and we wouldn't have like had the mindset that we have like an investor mindset or whatever then they would still be in some of those belief systems because they wouldn't have some of the advances that um we're putting out there and making them change their own um their own viewpoints of how society should be right exactly uh think and what about you uh craig matt yeah so i think what they see is us adapting our moral like code and it's not 
strict set unwavering morals that will never change it's it's a little more uh fluid or subjective if you will like what's the key especially with us being so young we have like things that we like don't have knowledge of and then we are put in that situation and now we're like oh well you know what maybe i don't think about this as much as or like what i thought i would and so they change you adapt you realize what it becomes important to you especially like you know through your own experiences because what's important to somebody might not be as important for someone else and uh i mean you just you know a man by his code so uh i just think that it seems like we're more like loosey-goosey and we're just doing whatever but uh like i said i just think that as the experiences come and how often and frequently they do come it seems like they're changing so often that we don't have any and I think that's why it is between uh, the, the the generation ahead and then us. Got it. And, you know, do you think, you know, the shift of, you know, mor- morality has just occurred in our uh, generation? King J. Vaughn. Oh, let me get You think that's something? <laughs> I said, let me up? get this one because I, oh, I think about this. So, great, Matt. I ask a question to you. Um, do you think that this shift in as, you know, they perceive as, you know, us being less, less based on morals, do you think that shift uh, happens in every generation or it's just specifically happened, happened with the uh, millennials? Every single one, <laughs> every single, one. <laughs> I mean, like if you think about like music, like uh, the people who had rock and roll, their parents hated that people who had hip hop or rap, their parents hated that. And then it just keeps happening. I mean, obviously, I'm 25 and I don't like the crap we put out these days. <laughs> like, anybody <laughs> with a little before they, they rap name, I'm coming for you. <laughs> but, uh, but no, like, it's just like they always see what isn't or what the new product is and how it isn't what they were used to or came up with. It, like, we're slowly doing it now ourselves. Like, that's why we're saying, like, like how do you guys listen to this? For me, it's TikTok. <laughs> never. Man, I mean, that. yeah, exactly. It'll never find itself on my phone. But like, like we we don't understand how like that entertains the kids, <laughs> or like True. young people, True. not like kids. But, um, but yeah, I think that's it's every generation, and we shouldn't. We definitely shouldn't feel special. <laughs> and we just need to adjust, <laughs> and then keep you know keep trying because. The the very things that they like they did themselves, they they criticize about us. Oh, you guys are trying to get ahead too fast. Like, like you don't know nothing. You're still young. It's like, dude, we have experiences that you guys didn't have until you were thirty, <laughs> thirty and forty, and it's it's because it's just it's just the pace of the world. Like things were slower back then. Okay, um, King J. Ronnie. So this question is directed to you. Um, or morality, morality, and our all of our opinions is subjective. So, who really gets to decide outside of, you know, the law about you know don't kill anybody or you know rob them? Who gets to decide if somebody is a moral person? Because we do, we've talked a lot about how the previous generation defines what a moral individual, moral adult is, but who's to say that they're correct? What is the what is your perspective on that? My perspective is that it's a complicated okay. one um, because I, I, and the reason why I say it's complicated is because morality can be so subjective in a person's perspective because it today we needed certain people to step out of the status quo. Um, you see people doing it all the time, and those people that usually do, um, society has a take a step back. Society has. A, a way of thinking where it says like this is how you should act this is how you should be but if we look at history if the people who didn't i mean you look at even harriet tubman you look at you know which is far back if she would have stepped out of what society was back then then we probably wouldn't be like the underground railroad mm-hmm. um we look at even like today we look at how companies are run we look at like a lot more millennials are running companies. Um, and we also look at how they define like Elon Musk, how he defines like he's not in our particular generation, but 
he defines like success a little bit different. And it took him having to step out of his comfort zone to be able to make something that's a little bit more uh, diverse. And society doesn't always want somebody to step out of the the status quo, um, especially like people that do have creative thinking, especially like even our parents at times. Like um, I know that not to not going to go into depth about this too much, but I know that each one of our parents have different um, views, especially when it comes to like religion. Um, And all of us have some type of morals from our own religious uh, perspective. And we all kind of have like a a moral code based off that because the way we were raised, but the way we navigate our lives uh, does at times like differ um, between like what, how our parents navigated their moral lives and how we navigate ours. So I think it's a, it's a personal perspective. I I, I definitely, uh, I like, I liked all what you just said. Um, There was a one part where you were saying about the, you know, about like stepping out of your comfort zone. Uh, and I think that's a huge thing because yes, we do, some of us do suffer from, you know, instant gratification that does happen, but the perception of millennials, as far as like being loyal and moral and hardworking, it's really off because if we decide we don't like what we're doing, we're not going to stay and be loyal to a job just because it's giving us a paycheck. We're going to find something that we perceive is better to our ultimate goal. And sometimes that involves us stepping out of our comfort zone. And um, I feel like our parents' generation, um, a lot of them can't really understand that because they, they grew up with a different code than us. So it's, you know, stay at the company to here, do this, you know, work your way up the ladder. But for us, we saw it and we're like, we don't want to just do that. We want something different. And um, what you said about Harriet Tubman and, you know, a lot of influential people in history, if they hadn't stepped out of a, the current code that was uh, currently in place, we wouldn't have progression. So in my opinion, based on like what you said and just my personal perspective is that in order to really like progress in society, you got to progress as a society you have to step out of some type of moral code. I'm not telling, obviously, I just want to make it clear about killing and robbing people, but you got to step out of just subjective, your moral code in order to progress. And uh, Craig, man, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to hit on you about the uh, TikTok. Actually, I'm going to ask both of you gentlemen this question. So we talk about morality and I'll circle back to uh, I want to circle back to TikTok real quick. So we talk about morality. And one big issue with TikTok, I know we don't have the apps on our phone, but we definitely, you know, see what's, you know, going on. One of the biggest issues is racist videos that do not get uh, taken down, either in a timely manner or at all um, by TikTok. And with that, uh, I have two questions. I'll start with this one. Is a, is a company refusing to because uh, people believe they're being censored if a racist video is taken down there are people with that thought process if a company decides to keep some up and claim freedom of speech is that morally just for them keeping a video if it affects negatively affects such a large group of people uh craig uh i'll start sure. with you uh what is your thoughts so, on that uh, what it is is that like you, i don't know if you mentioned it, but uh, yeah, they actually take down the reaction videos. They don't take down the post. Uh, you know, the, I did leave that part out. My bad. Yeah, the like, the racist posts in uh, in question, like they're not taking those down. Even though I'm sure people are flagging it and people are you know copying it and reposting it and being like making sure that people know the source of where this is coming from. But they're taking all of those down to like to 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 take the sting out of it and make sure it's not spreading. So, so it, it won't go viral for those reasons, not on their watch, but what will go viral is some girl doing one of these stupid dances. And like a lot of people think she's hot or something like that. Like, like just like, like they want to control the, the reality of, uh, of what happens. Okay. And uh, what about you, uh, King James Vine? What's your thoughts on uh TikTok and, you know, from a moral perspective of not in, not deleting the racist videos, but deleting the reactions to them. Yeah, sure. Um, so my viewpoints are very much aligned with like Craig's. I have an issue with, 
TikTok is pretty much mm-hmm. fine after a couple of years, as we mm-hmm. know. Uh, especially like people who know that that was an, well, our generation, this new generation, they probably, I don't remember how long ago behind was. That I was like 2014. I don't know, like, like <laughs> Yeah, something around there. Yeah, so it's it's just like a new branding of Vine, in my opinion. And Vine had a lot of different issues back then, were very similar things. Um, and Vine pretty much died out. Uh, <clears throat> TikTok is straddling that same line of like the moral issues. And I feel like a lot of companies, this goes back to what we were just talking about, like moral issues versus uh, different societal views. They know TikTok and a lot of other companies know is wrong. <laughs> and they'll say like, oh, when the public eye, this and that is wrong, racism or uh, people hate against homophobics mm-hmm. or yeah. anything like that. They will They will say that. However, when you start leaving things up and not taking them down and addressing the issue, then that lets me know, hey, we have to, I'm going to be very bold to say this, people have to like stand up and boycott those type of organizations. And they have to be very firm about it. It's either you're going to keep watching it and or even companies that you spending your money at, you're going to keep watching it and supporting it for them to make money or or you're going to stop it. So it's up to you. And that's kind of no, just my perspective. I definitely agree with both of you gentlemen on that. I was hoping there would be some, you know, disparity disparity there so we can, you know, kind of hit on that with one another. But no, I figured it wouldn't be. Uh, so <laughs> my, my second question um, is in relation to that, um, specifically to the rate, to those, you know, because there's several racist videos that have gone viral on, on TikTok. And it's not, I was about to say Twitter. <laughs> but on TikTok. Uh, so that leads me to my next question. Can racist people be moral? Do you believe that they're moral? Because they believe that they are, um, from their perspective on things that I watch, and I'm not talking about the just completely overtly, I just hate, but the, no, even them, they think that they're doing good to preserve their race. So in their eyes, they are moral. So, um, King J. Vine, I'll start with you this, uh, with this one. What is your thoughts on that? I'm going to be very transparent, and this is going to be a controversial <laughs> statement. <laughs> so just to give a... Good, um, I think that they can be moral in their own sense, because we just talked about, of course, I do not agree with mm-hmm. racism. I do not agree with any type of like racism or any type of uh, hate yeah. speech of any kind. But so sadly... In society, when we just talked about uh, our moral views are based off our own like experience and things like that, they believe that they're moral. I'm not. I'm not going to say that. Uh, you brought up a good point a couple of days ago when we was randomly having conversations, Patrick. Like evangelicals, they're, they have a a whole. They believe that they're very religious, and they believe they going with their own religious code. So they're okay with certain hate mm-hmm. speech they're okay with like i'll say i'll say, uh, I'll say alienating so they don't groups. really <laughs> like they don't care for people outside of their race they're they they a lot of them um and this may not be true for all so don't get offended but a lot of them say oh love thy neighbor that as thyself well my neighbor is white so i only love white people right right which is a whole issue within itself so their belief of their own moral code is so it's hard for me to say that i i think that it's all completely wrong but in their own bubble they believe that their moral code is correct just like uh they have there are certain church groups that only welcome um homosexuality and they said that they're based off things of their own experience so it goes back to again we said earlier about people being um, more open to the things that they experience. Not saying that that's everybody, yeah. but a lot of people will only accept the yeah, things that's they in their own world. Yeah, they accept what their current ideology is, and they don't seek outside of that. Exactly. So, does that make them that? Does that make them moral or immoral? It's a complicated, a complicated thing within itself. No, that's opinion. definitely something that was a. Uh, that has layers to it. It's not an easy question to just, you know, cut and dry, you know, like a close-ended question, yes or no. It's It has a lot of layers and, you know, we could spend hours really, you know, dissecting dissecting it because yeah. it's a lot of, it's behavioral things. 
Um, and Craig, I, I'll throw this question to you. Yes. Oh, the same. Um, um, as far as different races, so you know, you know, different races and nationalities, and you know how their upbringing is. Do you think that plays a part in their morality code as well? Uh, as far as race goes, I would say for sure. I mean, like that's why when you get to school, uh, like you realize, like not just because your skin color is the same as another black person, but you know that in a lot of respects, your your upbringing was probably similar. Like, oh yeah, my mom used to whoop us too. Like, like you you share whooping stories because that's how you know black, <laughs> yeah. Mexican people like their mama threw the chunkla and hit them in the head. <laughs> like you, you know that you find yeah. some sense of familiarity with that, and that's why you're able to like identify with those people. And and so yeah, I, I think that it is you know different from you know from race to race, but I think the end goal is about the same. You know, you just want to make sure that you are a good mm-hmm. person and you're raising good people too, or at least people that are like you. Right. Right. And so, uh, so then I actually, either you gentlemen can, you know, chime in with your, you know, answer. So I asked this and I'll start with myself with this one. Uh, well, yeah, I, I'll start with myself. So the question is, um, what does, uh, since morality is so subjective, what's the most foundational co- moral code can we go in, just not as a nation, but as a people? And when I say people, I mean all of him, mankind, all of them. Um, to you know live in our society and the way i feel about that is again that's not a question that's really easy and easily answered because of the different influences we have and in different ways we we have you know you know the different um things we're exposed to you know at a young age and just how different culturally a lot of a, a lot of countries are but i think some of the basic things we can follow is just honestly uh, what I believe and what I've seen if people just listen to each other more, like they, they, a lot of people listen to respond, whether they listen to you understand, because in my experiences, a lot of people aren't really trying to be disrespectful. Yes, they are extremist groups everywhere, but in my experiences, there's a lot of people that are really just, they just ignorant. And that's not necessarily a negative word. It just means, you know, not having knowledge of, you know, a different group of people and where, the moral code kind of eats at people. It's like, this is just a human, but I was told by my per- my uh, parents and I'll stick this to, you know, people who are racist that anybody who wasn't white was bad, but this is a good guy and he's black or this is a good guy and he's Asian. So you, you find a battle of duality between yourself. And that's why I feel parents have a very, you know, large responsibility for how their moral code of their child is. Um, um, King Javon, what's your thoughts on that? Um, on what like a foundational moral code would kind of look like to you. What is your perspective on that? For me, a foundational moral code, a simple way of saying it is that I think that people have to start being like just more open um, with like not only just dialogue, but even in our own way of thinking, because I know that we all have I can say for myself, at times I have a screw of views instead of like opening it up to uh, more perspectives from other people, as well as it takes a, you have to be able to learn. I know our parents teach us certain things and sometimes our parents, uh, they teach us about the world, but they teach us about the world that they navigated. The world, it goes back to what we were saying earlier. Our world is a little bit different than what our parents navigated. And that's not saying that they, are not knowledgeable. Right. They're very knowledgeable, but their 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 own experiences are somewhat different than ours. Especially if you look at the way that racism is being portrayed today. Uh, to touch back on what you said, it's a little bit of a different form. It's more creative, I want to say, in the way that people are getting oppressed, or is totally different than the way our parents are getting oppressed or our grandparents are getting oppressed. So I think that the big step is that people have to be able to to take a, a step back and be open to not only mm-hmm. listening to yeah. other people's perspective, but separating mm-hmm. their own bias. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, let me ask you, uh, gentlemen, with us all being, you know, Black, African-American, um, when we talk about morality and we talked about corporations and we, you know, hit on TikTok and we, you know, discuss our views on there, what are your thoughts on when places like 
Gucci, you know, with the, the sweater that they released that they recalled. Um, H&M, same situation, had the coolest monkey in the jungle and it had a black boy that was, you know, modeling it on the website. And, you know, we were we, we were outraged, you know, for a week or two. But is there some more responsibility for us to just, con- um, I know we talked about boycotting TikTok. Should boycotting these companies last longer than two weeks or do y'all feel like there's other ways in which we can, you know, stop this from happening? King Jane Brown, I'll start with you. I don't know if we can really stop it from happening because people are going to continue to have their own Mm -hmm. screwed viewpoints. And I feel like uh, we can try to make people knowledgeable, but at the same time is we're living in a society where I want to say that everything goes Mm. and people don't always think before they like post something or people don't always uh, uh, take things the way that they're supposed to be taken. Like even constructive criticism. I mean, you and I know at times like yeah. what's going to offend us, but does everybody else know? Cause I know that uh, like Gucci and a lot of these other organizations, sometimes they'll put things out uh, when they're trying to appeal quote unquote to a certain mm. yeah. uh, generation or population. And th- it makes no sense to us. Cause we're like, Hey, did you have a creative, uh, a creative <laughs> white right. artist, Mexican artist, or, <laughs> you know, like who, who did you have like working on this creative project? And I think that even at times when, they put someone of like the same uh, cultural background, they can't necessarily speak for all of us uh, about how we're going to feel, how we're going to take that because we sometimes have issues with those people. So I think it's a complicated situation. And I think that sometimes I, I know that some companies are starting to do focus groups and things like that. So I think that that's a, a step with doing focus groups of doing, having conversations or even like putting samples out there to like see how, Hey, uh, I want to post this on my IG or whatever these organizations can do to say like, oh, what would y'all think of something like this? And just getting that dialogue going. So I think it's just, it takes a conversation a lot of times, but somebody's always going to be offended regardless of what is out there. Even what offends me may not offend Patrick or Craig. That's fair. Uh, What about you, uh, C-Mac? What's your thoughts? Honestly, I feel about the same. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's just bad marketing and, I mean, they're, I think what they're trying to do is, like, especially when Gucci made that stupid sweater, like, like they're just trying to be edgy in a time where they know certain stuff is relevant. And if it's if it riles the people up, like, it, it's going to cause them to look their way. And while they're looking their way, people are going to be spending money. And, True. And, and, and that's with anywhere. Now, the I, I just think that was simply not thinking when they uh, – when it was the kid that's uh, his shirt said the coolest monkey jungle like like obviously that was just it was either an oversight or everybody that worked there is a racist and and I just you know probability wise probably not you know so yeah uh, so yeah I just think we have to take some things in stride and like like obviously point out when things are like wrong like that shouldn't have been ignored I'm not saying that but but know right. know that when you're when you're at the counter and the the person that's ringing up your food, they have an attitude. You don't. They don't need to be fired from their job. Sometimes they're just having a crap day. True. Now I'm telling that to all the mothers out there that want to speak with the manager. <laughs> the, the Karens. The Karens of the world need to hear. I can't lie. I'll be I'll be ready at times. Sometimes to write like bad reviews. Like, look, this person needs to be fired. I don't like the way they uh, talk. Quick, so I can be guilty. So, so sidebar, uh, like uh, like two years ago when I went to uh, uh, Lollapalooza, uh, when the weekend was performing and everything like that, it was it was actually pretty dope. So, anyways, we were coming back and it's like you know one thirty in the morning, and we all ready to eat. You know, we've been drinking this high. We you know, so we go to Portillo's. You know, not too far away uh, mm-hmm. from our hotel. And they close like their doors at like 1.30. Mind you, there's like 10 of us, right, that are uh, by the front door. And it's like, well, it's about like 1.45 at this point. They close at 2, 2 a.m. to be fair to them. So they're like, the buddy is like, yeah, you guys can just go through the drive-thru. And we all look at them like, we ain't got no cars. We ain't got no vehicle. You know y'all not about to service through no drive-thru. So there was some Karens, um, uh, Karens and the Makings. What, um, they were... Uh, 
they were there too. And we were like, it's cool, man. He's like, yeah, the kitchen's already closed. So most of us, you know, and all of us weren't in, you know, in the same group. It's only three. It was myself and two other people that went in. And then the rest of them were just random people um, who happened to be there. But we did. And most of us were like, oh, you know, man, it's cool. Like, we could just go get some pizza or something. And we were walking away. The two Karens in the making, they made a huge fuss about it. They were, like, threatening to call corporate. And they're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave a Yelp review on a negative Yelp review. And I just thought that was so funny because I'm like, it's 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 not that serious. You didn't find anything in your food. It's 145 in the morning. It's not that serious. And I just thought when you were saying that, it's like your review probably was actually a legitimate one that needed to be left because I know how you are, Lamont. Um, but that one was just so funny. And what made it even more hilarious is the guy said to her, is like, just make sure you leave it under the right portillos. And gave her the address to make sure she used the right one. <laughs> That's hard. Yeah. So it was just a quick sidebar, but like it's just like stuff like that. Like, you know, people making their problems way worse. And like you said, Craig, I agree. Like there's places, there's times where I know you're using more of a like a metaphor, but literal at the same time, where some of my employees, when I for those of you who didn't know, I was like working at Six Flags, I was really high up there. And you know, some people have attitude just because it's hard to really shut off. People say leave at home, at home. Some days you just can't do that. So, you know, I don't think, I agree. I don't think the person who had an attitude should be fired right away. You know, talk to them, see what's up and you'll, you'll get better, you know, understanding from that. Just kind of what we're talking about to kind of loop back into it is just working to understand somebody's situation and position on something I think could help a lot. And as we talk about that and discuss that, you know, we talked about our generation. We talked about previous generations. How do y'all perceive if y'all still plan on having kids? Um, you know, and you could, oh, we all can say one thing and something different happens when we actually have, you know, some kids running around. But how would y'all do best to kind of, you know, instill a moral code in them, but have them be themselves at the same time? Craig, I'll start with you. Yeah, uh, I think about this pretty frequently, actually. Um, just explaining, like, like not not just telling them no and not just telling them like don't do that or we don't do that like like explain why and that way they even like that helps build a sense of confidence within themselves too you know when they go out they're like okay like like i'm a mason like we don't do that because of this and like and they'll have they'll be they'll feel justified in in why they are the way they are i mean of course you know they're 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 little versions of me but they're gonna essentially be themselves and you know, not just not be discouraging of anything just because it's not exactly what I do. If it's something that you know, like brings them joy or 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 they're interested in, just you know, like let them explore it. They either find out that that's something they want to to go with or, or not. That's real. And what about uh, what about you, King KJ Vine? How would you kind of help your kids um, instill them a moral code? But why, you know, obviously, you know, by um, but also have them still you know, have their own individuality and be able to grow as their own person. What what would you do? Let me say this too. Craig's last name is Mason. Oh, that's oh, fair. I think oh, like think Paul about Mason that or something else. So I got I had to just say that. Uh so people will be like, what do you mean Mason? So anyways, uh my it's very similar to Craig's. I think I'm going to have more so conversations with my kids. I won't necessarily say you need to do this and you should do this and this is how you do it. I'm going to explain the why. I feel like a lot of times people uh, just put this like rule in place, even like school, they're like, you can't do this, but they don't necessarily like explain the reasons why or the evidence base. Just like when they go out into this wor the world that we live in today, I'm going to have to explain like, hey, if it's a black girl or if it's a a, a black um, boy, if my kids are, I'm going to have to explain to them the mm. experiences they may encounter and I explain it to them that it's yeah. not necessarily their fault that these experiences yes. are the way they are, but this is why. Because, I mean, the society we live in today, um, we as people, even um, other minorities, as well as like even um white people or Caucasian people as they experience things mm -hmm. as well. Um and 
not every white person is bad. Not every other, you know, Mexican is bad. Not every other, not every Mexican uh, jumping the border. And these are perspectives that sometimes people just put on someone instead of saying like, not everyone is bad, but you will experience some bad. And this is why they think the way that they think. I agree. Um, You know, my perspective on that is definitely is, um, you know, my uh, parents, you know, they got better of at it, but you know when we were first growing up, um, Craig, you definitely can attest to this. Um, uh, Lamont, you probably too, actually, both of y'all can. Is it especially growing up within the church? It was just do what I said, do what I say, and don't ask questions. And I know that was a lot of the to, to just the generation prior to us, but you know, um, just uh, for full transparency for you guys. Uh, myself and Craig's parents are um, pastors in their own, you know, respective churches. Um, so growing up was a lot more strict for us in, you know, different facets. So with me, when I was growing up, speak from my own experiences, um, a lot of it, you know, I have great parents, but, you know, some things that could help me growing up was being able to talk to them. And them to and them to explain the why because I was always that kid. And my parents even told me from like a young age, like younger than I can remember, I would ask questions about anything because if I don't understand, I I I'm somebody and these gentlemen can attest to it. I don't like. Um, I want to make sure I understand because I want to make sure that my perspective on something isn't incorrect. And if it is wrong, I want to you know learn that so then I could you know if I presented with new information, I can change that. But I didn't get a lot of that when I was first growing up. Um, And this is no fault to them. It's just how they were raised. So they thought that was the best race to raise me. But, you know, they have grown and evolved over time. So for me, when I, you know, have my kids, you know, running around and everything, one thing that I definitely want to make sure I do is have an open, have it so I can have a very open discussion and everything isn't, you know, just do this or, I'm going to guide them strongly. I'm definitely going to be the strong head, you know, of the house and everything, but I'm going to allow them to grow within themselves and just make sure that, um, you know, if they ask me a why, then I'm not taking it as disrespect because usually it's just not. They just want to understand. Yeah. Question for you, Pat, and uh, you, Javon. Yeah. Y'all whooping y'all kids? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, uh, <laughs> Hey, I just I said I'm not. I said I'm not. I'm just gonna have like where they still have a fear, like a fear of me in a sense. Like where I'm like, yeah. look, that's what I said, and they'll they'll know. Uh, so I don't think so. For I me, think I, I would, but not in the way that I've either seen stereotypically on TV. Or well, y'all got um, weapons, right? You and Ash. Yeah, and I'm turned out fine. So like my personal opinion on that is different from you know. What people might say, I, I'm I'm fine. I'm very respectful. I'm not scared of this. But for me, I'm going to. Uh, I'm I'm going to, but not every time. I don't think it's called for every time. And if when I do, if it gets to that point, and when I do, I'm going to sit there and have a conversation with them too, because I think a lot of issues would arise. Uh, a lot of issues happen when, you know, you get whooped. And you understand, like to a point, why you got wood, but you don't really know because you're you're a kid, so you just know you did something wrong, but you don't really understand that you know the severity of it. And I, I that comes again with having that open dialogue and discussion. But sometimes, in my opinion, kid just needs to be whipped. You just can't abuse them. There's a clear, clear line between that. I think every they say every mm-hmm. boy at some point tries to <laughs> dad. I mean. I know Patrick told me about his experience. Yeah, I'll share my experience in a second. I don't want to hear Craig's answer. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and it's too. funny you mentioned that because that, that's what happened in my last whooping. Uh, <laughs> did so great. <laughs> um, but, uh, I think I know it'll be tough because, like, I'm a heavy handed person. Mm, yeah. I I would I wouldn't want to take it too far, or like or like actually hurt them. So like I think it would have to be like like with a belt or something like that because I I don't think I could gauge it with a paddle. You know what mm, I'm saying? That makes sense. So, but like you said, it's not going to be every time. But but I think that that is it's necessary. You know, it's a 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really what it is is just classical conditioning. And it's like, all right, like, you know what that is? that's going to do, right? You keep acting like that or like keep disobeying me, like the leather's coming. <laughs> and so. Right. Um, so, exactly. Yeah, I think I am. Um, and, and that's what it is because sometimes you just need something simple. Like, uh, you know, I'll tell both stories real quick. So I remember when I was like young, like four or five or whatever. And, you know, one of my, I was with one of my friends because this is when we were, um, I was a little older, I was like six because we were living in Germany at this time. And I saw my friend get away with like, you know, acting up. And, you know, my friend was from a you know, certain demographic. He was white. So, um, I, and I'm not saying this for all, you know, Caucasians or anything, but his, his mom pretty much let him do whatever he wanted. I was six, so I still didn't understand the different and dynamic with the parenting, you know, black parents and white parents, you know, and again, it's not true for all on either side, but I tried that in the store one time, and this is back when you could do this in the store, and my mom, I still remember this, she warned me like three times, like, if you don't get up on that floor, I'm going to spank you, and I'm like, she's about to spank me in public. Boy, was I wrong. (laughs) You know, and it wasn't even like that. It was hard or long. It probably was like maybe 10 seconds, if that. But it was enough to where um, she would give me that look again if I was cutting up in the store. And I let me know that, okay, I'm doing too much. I need to dial it back and behave. So I agree, like, with Craig and, like, what you want to say. Like, it's just, it's not every time, but it, it is needed at times. And the time I tried to challenge my dad, I was like, you know, in sports, it's like 16, yeah. And I was lifting weights. You know, so I was feeling myself, you know, testosterone and going, and, you know, I'm going through puberty. And my pops is a very patient dude, but just some background for him. Like, he's a pastor, but he was pretty much a drill sergeant in the Army. Uh, did uh, 14 years. And and this was when he just really got out. So he was still in pretty, like, decent shape. And I don't remember how the argument started, but we, we were you know, arguing about something. It was just us in the house. And then I stood up. And he warned me like to get out of my face. But in my brain was trying to tell my body to move, but I didn't move. And the thing is, I know I didn't think my dad was gonna hit me, but he 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 did because like I challenged him. <laughs> like and it was just quick. It wasn't no like, you know, blood or anything, just two shots to the chest went down and was gasping for air for like three minutes. And then because my pride was hurt can't breathe i try to get up again he just flipped me onto the couch and then just left me there you're not ready for this son <laughs> that's pretty much what he said and he just walked away nothing more he just walked away mm-hmm. i don't even know why i did that it was so unnecessary on my part to even challenge hey now you that. gotta try man it, it, it's in us <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it just it didn't go well for me and he jokes about that like we we wrestle and play fight now here and there but we're very careful um how far we take it but he he jokes with me about that he's like remember that time you thought you could take me i was like no nah, i knew i couldn't take you it's just my body wouldn't move uh-huh nah you, your mind was like we can't do this but them little gym muscles you had <laughs> said we can <laughs> this grown man They're like, I can't. <laughs> And just and just for reference, my dad is uh, pushing six feet, and at the time I think he was uh, two oh five, and I would just was literally probably about half that size. I think I was one thirty five, one forty, and it wasn't like I knew any, I was going to do anything technical to get him down and down. It was just I was just trying to, I don't know what I was doing, but heart and balls, man. That's learned. how you get it. <laughs> But yeah, that's just, you know, my experience with that. But um, so, Lamont, you said you're just going to, you know, talk to your kids. And um, I think we're pretty much for the most part are going to do that. Um, How are you going to, you know, have that? What would you do to kind of create that open dialogue with them from like the beginning? Mm -hmm. I think it starts at a pretty young age. Um, So I know the kids are the best time to even like, when they say like teach a kid a new language, teach a kid like new things is like at a young age. And I I would try to be like more sensitive to the fact that they can't they're not gonna be able to handle everything because I don't need my kid growing up to like a depressed kid just because I share too much with him as or her at too young of an age. So I think 
at the time, as they grow older and progress, I think I'll share like a little bit at a time to under just for them to understand. If they say like why this or why that, I think I'm I'm just going to be okay. upfront to extent. I'm not going to tell them everything, but but okay. give them that information. No, 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 that that's definitely real. So um, and you know I think if and I'm sure the viewers and listeners home who have kids and stuff would definitely would like to hear. You know, what what are some ways that you guys have you know what what are the differences i guess that you guys use when it comes to either discipline your kids or you know instilling a moral code do you go to the same tactics that your parents use do you use it to a t or do you kind of like change it up to you know fit your parenting style we'll definitely you know we'll love to hear about that stuff because neither of us have kids and you know you know this is all stuff we believe we would do and you know but when you're you know in the situation is always different you always you know handle it to difference to, to to an extent so you know just email who hurt you 847 at gmail.com and we'll you know love to hear your uh your thoughts your thoughts on that and um what you guys do that's uh that you found successful um when raising your kids okay we want to thank y'all again for you know tuning in and listen we always appreciate our our viewers uh, again if you have any questions, suggestions, and you, anything you want us to just, you know, touch on um, in future episodes, who hurt you? 847 at gmail.com. And we'll go ahead and get you in for our next happy hour segment. Um, signing off, this is Santiago. I appreciate everybody for uh, toning in with us, as well as send us some suggestions, compliments, concerns, even um, if you need our advice. Craig Mack. Make sure you guys follow it. us on our newly set up instagram page city gents 847 get on there talk some smack with us like our posts uh tell me how much you love just craig mac don't be talking about the- <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys have a good weekend